Wednesday night kind of feeling, you know what I mean? Oh, hump day, you better be getting it again. Oh.
Hey, baby, we gotta be, get back to that Navajo metal. <laughs> so the band, you know, we gotta find out what the band's called. Let's check it out. Hold up, it. Dine? Oh, that's the guy's name. Okay, so let's find out what it is. Hey, look, everything is stories is Mike Martinez. Right? Right, really? Huh? Okay, cool. Cool, so I produce this shit. That's cool. Okay, what res metal is? It's res metal, reservation metal. Let's do it. Reservation metal, baby. My name is Kyle Felter. We're in Windrock, Arizona, my hometown, in a Hogan on my drummer's family's land. And this is basic dwelling of the Navajo that these, you know, live in and culture-wise. And, and to me, a Hogan's the uh, best place to play metal. <laughs> I would like to record it here, you know? I think it would sound really tight. There's a lot of bands, heavy metal bands, on a Navajo reservation. And for some reason, this music, this subculture, seems to permeate with, with the youth. What res metal is, is uh, res is sort of a, an inside word for reservation. Our brand of metal is different than anybody else. And whether you grew up with it or, like myself, sort of tagged along with it and made it your own, it's blowing up. My mom, when I was in the womb, she would put headphones on and blast Metallica, Iron Maiden, Scorpions, Megadeth. And so, I, yeah, I guess I was, I came out a metalhead. I grew up, you know, listening to Iron Maiden. I love the album covers. It made sense. Oh, I just like dark imagery. Because, you know, it's not too great around here. It just takes you somewhere else. A lot of artists around here on the Navajo Nation, they, they, they write about what goes on. Um, the struggles and, you know, uh, experiences here on the reservation that a lot of people outside of the reservation don't know about. A lot of frustration, a lot of... Uh, a lot of boredom out here, I guess you could say, you know, you need to find some way to, somewhere to channel it and something positive, you know. We grew up poor, you know, but it's just like letting out aggression and energy. If we didn't have that metal subculture, <laughs> There'll be a lot more dead people around here because people are angry and frustrated everywhere. But for us in this barren, I guess it's not a wasteland, it's really beautiful, but it's it's depressing being here. Suicide rate is a big, the biggest killer around here. And on the reservation, and it comes in waves. 
couple friends over the past few years to, you know, to suicide. And, um, and it, it really sucks. And like, you don't even see it. There's like signs that you would see, but sometimes you don't see it. And yeah, it's just pretty crazy. Growing up on the res is basically a constant struggle. There's no jobs. There's little to no opportunity. You have cultural roots um, that you grew up with, with your grandparents and your family, your parents. Before Western expansion, you know, we were, we were all right. We took care of ourselves and we were very self-sufficient. But when we had to conform to Western culture, that's where everything pretty much went straight to hell after that for us. Like, I'm not an activist or anything, but I'm aware of our history, and I, I'm proud to be a Navajo. It's hard to balance that cultural heritage as well as trying to live in the 21st century. It's a constant struggle. If the cultural trauma passed down is what we play, how we feel, that anger, that aggression, growing our hair out. Just to find a, a safe haven for everybody, you know. Just to get to a show of music, metal. And it does it for you. It possesses you. <laughs> like, that's why we do That's a lot of people do it. I know a lot of people, it's, it's changed their lives, it's saved their lives, and, and that's what keeps them going. All the reservation, and the reservation is far apart, and there's no venues, so they host shows wherever they can, whether it's in the middle of nowhere, you can throw a show anywhere. That DIY mentality and attitude is one of the backbones to this, to this res metal scene. Yeah, DIY, you know, do it yourself. It's just really natural for us. And it's always been that way. Even, you know, when we had our band going, we would make our own stage and, you know, put up a show. You know, that's, I think that was the enjoyment of doing things, you know. And it still is. You do it because you love it. So you don't, it doesn't matter how if you have to build a stage or you know get a a flatbed truck to use as your stage. Oh, the passion with these red shows—it's it's remarkable. I think this is this is an underground phenomenon that the world needs to see. For me, I I get I get into this mentality. I'm kind of you know just easy going guy, you know. But like when you get on stage and like you have that mic and everything is like loud and then it just does something to you. It like it switches, it switches you on. And like you, you're, I'm, I, I'm there to entertain you. I'm there to put on a show. I'm there to create a spectacle of myself. You know, because that's what it is. It's art. It's an art form. Around 1990, you know, you had death metal come along, so that kind of scared people, you know. Maybe that was the last time that you felt any kind of um, feelings about music, you know, kind of that dangerous attitude that rock stars talk about, you know. And when death metal came along, black metal, you know, that kind of brought that spirit back because it wasn't just an act, so the black metals really lived that life, you know. We were uh, more of embracing dark sides of our culture, things that you're not supposed to talk about, you know, the, the black magic, those kind of things. 
get in a whole different state of mind than who we were before. Um, just like, you know, if you were to put a mask on, you know, you put that mask on, and nobody knows it's you, so you can be a whole different person. To, to us, it, it kind of like relates to um, Navajo culture as well. Because uh, like in Navajo culture, there's um, like uh, witches, they're called uh, Yenigoshi, and they have something similar like how the corpse paint looks, like it's black and white. And I think that's, that's the reason why we use it as well. Just like Western cultures, you have your good and bad. Over here, it's the same too. We have our good and bad. Uh, the good, you know, there's traditional ceremonies, healing ceremonies. You know, you go to go see a medicine man, get healed, you know, spiritually. And then there's the opposite of that. There's people that are out there that want to hurt you. And then they'll paint their face using ash and then they'll get blood, whatever, wipe it on their face and just go out and conjure up their their spells and try and make the person that they're out to get make their life their own living hell. bands are doing like right now currently are trying to show people around here that metal's not all that bad especially here you know here on the reservation metal metal is really popular and just people don't see it because a lot of people like to advertise all the country shit it's frowned upon this is like country town it's mostly country music they don't play metal on local stations I have a lot of respect for all these bands you know we're, we're not out here to butt heads and say who's who's better than who it's just it's just one big family I'm grateful for my struggles that I've been through and you know I'm proud proud to be you know Native American and to be a Native American that plays metal as in the words of my cousin Ed, shut up and jam, and you gotta live fast and play fast.
What is going on ladies and gentlemen, AJ Good here at the House of Masks. The mask channel you never wanted, but you have now. And you know, I get asked a lot if my life-size Michael Myers freaks me out, or Slappy the Dummy, any of these masks, if I ever just get scared walking through my house. And the answer is no. They never really catch me off guard. Maybe the first day or two that I haven't put up if I walk into the house and forget that they're there. But the mannequins and stuff themselves don't scare me. So what would freak me out if it's in my house? Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. There is a band from Australia with some of the freakiest imagery that I can remember seeing in my entire life. Genuine nightmare fuel. I made a post about this band recently on my Instagram and people lost their fucking minds. I'm still getting DMs and comments four or five days later thanking me for introducing people to this band. That band is Portal. Now before I get into it with the band's imagery, I want to make it very clear that Portal is not for everybody. Their actual music is not for everyone. The music they play truly matches their imagery and it makes for very hard listening. I can't even really place the band in any sort of genre aside from just metal in general because they don't have a sound. I imagine that their music is what it sounds like to be in hell. But enough of that, I'm not a music channel, I'm a mask channel, so let's talk about their look. While most of the band members just wear black cloth hoods, some have the eyes cut out, one of the guys even has a noose wrapped around his neck, the real main course here, the entree if you will, is the curator, the vocalist for the band. He's had many looks over the years and not one of them doesn't freak me out at least a little bit. So I'm gonna go ahead and put them in order real quick from my least favorite to my favorite and show you guys some images of them as we go. First up, my least favorite look, not to say that it's not a cool look, it's just my least favorite because his looks are so fucking scary, I have to place this one at the bottom. The Dark Pope. I do feel like this look is fucking rad, I just think that it's low on my list because the Pope thing has been done so many times since then, most notably with Marilyn Manson and Ghost. I do believe that the cure did this look before Ghost ever happened, so I think that they had the Dark Pope before Papa was ever a thing. But with that being said, Ghost has gotten huge, so we have definitely seen an increase in Dark Popes on Instagram and Pinterest and just in the mainstream media of heavy metal or the mask world. But the curator did do the Dark Pope before Ghost, so suck on that. If you're not down with that, then we've just got two words for you. Next up, we have the witch hat. This is another faceless version. This look just features a massive witch-style hat that covers the entire head and face of the curator. How he sees, let alone sings through that, is beyond me because there really doesn't appear to be any sort of opening whatsoever. But the fact that it's just a shape covering a human head is really fucking freaky to me. There doesn't have to be a lot going on. It's just weird to look at. Next up, probably the most infamous look from the band is the clock head. Who the fuck wouldn't think that this is cool? I fucking love this look. It's actually second on my list. I believe that this was the first glimpse of Portal that I ever saw years and years ago in some sort of metal magazine. I can't really remember what it was, but I remember seeing a small article about them and the clock head in a small photo, and I immediately went home and looked them up. Once again, another faceless inanimate object in place of a human head. This look itself really embodies how I perceive Portal. I feel like the curator is an ever-changing being that just kind of floats through time and picks where he wants to come out and how he wants to come out. So he makes a physical embodiment out of a piece of time and history. Sometimes he's a medieval queen, sometimes he's a witch, sometimes he's a pope, or sometimes he is time himself, thus giving us the clock head. 
Now the clock head itself actually features a small infinity sign with an hourglass behind it, thus further proving my point or my theory there. And the fact that the band is called Portal means that this dude has a portal or is a portal or whatever. That's just how I see it. So maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm looking too far into it, but those just seem like coincidences that are way too cool not to be true. So I'm going to say that they're true. Side note, I would really...
up. Welcome back.
Uh, you bitches be on the brain. I know you do. Uh, we're going to get over here and get all busy with some Martin Lee Gore. He did this one thing called, uh, yeah, yeah, you're going to have to listen. It's called Stardust. It's a, you know, off their counterfeit AP. Damn, all up in your grill, slapping you upside the head with some Martin Lee Gore on the brain, bitches. Oh, man.
I'm sorry, guys. I, I was I was over here hacking up a lung while the fucking Stardust was singing its tune. It's lullaby. And I was just like, hacking? I didn't even have no time to be hooking it up, you know what I mean? So we're just going to do uh, my secret garden by the pesh mode of that broken frame record, you know what I mean? <coughs>
classic gentleman Say your prayers To the wind Of prostitution To your faces And Rex complexes With my breast Full of the oppressed past
That's all we got, ladies.